0: This is Peter.
1: And this is Tom.
0: And you're listening to History Teachers Talking Podcasts. All right, this is Peter Zablocki and Thomas Reska, and welcome back to our podcast. Tom, what do we got?
1: Well, what we're looking at today is one of the... Biggest mysteries out there, right? I guess you can say that, or mystery of why it happened, or mystery place. But it's definitely a uh, item that people definitely heard of, an area people heard of one way or another, and that's the Bermuda Triangle or the Devil's Triangle, as it's often also known as.
0: Really, you know, it's funny. Yes. I did all this research for this. I never you saw never anything saw it. That's triangle. what a lot of
1: people call it, actually the Devil's Triangle. And it's basically this, you know, imaginary tri- tri- triangular area right on the western part of the North Atlantic where a lot of ships planes. Allegedly disappeared over the past centuries, um, located well off off the southeastern coast of the United States, more or less.
0: Exactly. So the far left, think of it as a triangle that's kind of turned on its side to the left. And the far end corner on the left is Miami. And then the top corner on the right is Bermuda. Then in the bottom right corner is uh, Puerto Rico, right? San Juan, Puerto Rico?
1: Yeah, and you'll see it and stuff like that. I mean, as far as if you like Google it and everything, but there's no official map that shows the boundaries of the triangle. Because, because it's official. U- and, and that's what it's, what it's not I'm official. The about. U.S. Board on Geographic Names and the U.S. Navy, they don't even recognize it. Nope. As something real. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that because a lot of it... It's, it's not real. <laughs> it, well, well, no. I mean, well, it's real. People believe it. Whether or not it's actually, you know, what they say it is, stuff like that, no, probably not. But I remember hearing about it a lot when I was growing up and yes. freaking mm-hmm. out. We used yeah. to watch that show, like, In Search Of. They used to always show, or like... Uh, that unsolved Mysteries, right? And these always show yeah. like, the Bruner Triangle. I'd always be freaked out if i did get sucked into it, even though I, like, lived in New Jersey. <laughs> I was you know, going like to say. <laughs> sucked into Bruner Triangle somehow. You know, like, where yeah, are these people yeah, going? Yeah. You're like, oh, there's UFOs there. Not quite, but. Although that is one we, of the theories.
0: That is one of the theories. That is one of the,
1: th- <laughs> the There's a whole bunch of theories out there. Yeah. Some, some are more plausible than others, but then, like, the real plausible ones we'll get to. But like I said, we'll just talk about a little bit, give a little bit of background information on the Bruner Triangle. Right. How right. it emerged and where it came from.
0: Sounds good. And by the way, you're right. Devil's Triangle is the name of the book that kind of started yes. this myth, right? Yeah, that's- I that, know I'm right. Important. You
1: don't have to, but thank you oh, for Oh, I know me. you're I right. It. Stop it.
0: All right. I appreciate it. So the, the Bermuda Triangle, that's what we are talking about today. So the Bermuda Triangle, as you said, is basically this mythical section in the Atlantic Ocean that supposedly- where ships and airplanes go to, they disappear. Now, we know for a fact, because statistics don't usually lie unless they're skewed. That particular area to this day is one of the busiest areas in the Atlantic Ocean for shipping. And that's one reason why you're going to
1: have more than
0: accidents. Yeah
1: accidents or things vanishing right but if you also look not only does it have it's a it is a major shipping lane but it also between 1851 and 2019 you can just look at the number of storms that have passed through this area called the Bermuda Triangle because of the gulf stream and stuff there it's it, it has a lot of that you know the, the hot water warm water meat whatever you know and it causes a lot of these storms and cyclones and stuff in that area so that's always an issue with it too you have a lot of these storms and yep. we'll get to some reporting so and a lot of the reporting of the missing vessels was also false which we we'll, which we'll get to.
0: Yep. Um so I mean I guess let's let's kind of talk about yeah or let's let's start with the legend, right? So the Bermuda Triangle or Devil's Triangle as you mentioned it's about roughly 500,000 square miles um you know, off the coast of Florida, we're not again because it's never been designated as a specific place. We don't know exactly how many miles we're talking, but apparently Christopher Columbus sailed through this area uh, when he was coming to the New World, and he had supposedly. This is you know from yeah. somebody saw a, what, like
1: a great flame of in the sky, right? That's what yep, it's worried like about. A, meteor, a lot of right? people, yeah, probably just a media. And what a lot of people who support the Brune Triangle see it's not a modern day thing. It's been around since Columbus, but not not so. That's kind of the only one they're really talking about it. He, t- he wrote about how the um or his compass got erratic during this time,
0: right? That was interesting too, right? Because that comes up even today. That And there was an explanation for that, which we'll get into later. It is, but- well, it's one of the
1: few places, we'll just get to it now, which right? It's what one of the few yeah. places on Earth where true north and magnetic north actually line up. And they said, yeah. like you know, people today would be more aware of that, or, or like scientists and geographers, they would be more aware of that. But back then, yeah. not, not necessarily much. as much. Yeah. That the magnetic north poles kind of line up that way, so they'd be kind of like freaked out. And then, yeah, if you go there, your compass will kind of like start going nuts. Be, yeah, go a little erratic just because of how, that's how it works. Yeah. Modern instruments, it's not going to be, it's not going to be an issue. And most navigators would kind of be able to know what they're doing, also, um, yeah. at, at that point. Well, but that's kind of
0: what, you know, the idea is that that's what a lot of people that believe in the Bermuda Triangle, um, ifiness, kind of point to this example well, they they're here. They're look
1: for something to support their answer. Yeah,
0: like this happened here at some point, right? There, it really doesn't garner any of public's attention until mid-20th century, really. Oh, not even yeah, mid-20th century. 19- yeah, early 20th century
1: the 50s 1952 right well get yeah but to
0: 1918 it, right? USS Cyclops well
1: you have well you're always going to have things disappearing there but when they start talking about the actual oh you're right as you in like something's it.
0: fishy yeah as, as something
1: something's fishy you think the cyclops right you have a couple other ones that disappear in that area too which i guess we can talk about those yeah we'll i mean
0: like a bit. so the very first strategy that we know for a fact um that is mysterious enough to kind of garner this attention but again it's not really referred to as anything that deals with the bermuda triangle it's later attributed to have happened because it happened in the Bermuda Triangle. And that was in March of 1918. It was a USS Cyclops. It was a 542 foot long Navy cargo ship. And it actually had about 300 men and 10,000 tons of um, ore on board, right? And, and it's. That's what,
1: that's what probably sunk it.
0: Yep. Yep. That's what the I read metal as well. Ore. But they said like the, the fact is that this ship was really high tech for its time. This is around you know war, war, World War One time time, and um, it could send out an SOS distress signal, but it didn't do so. It just kind of just went into the area, and then poof, it disappears. Right, extensive search to this day finds no wreckage whatsoever. Um, Woodrow Wilson actually. Is quoted by saying, "Only God and the sea know what happened to the great ship." And then in 1941, I don't know if you saw this. Two of the Cyclops sister ships similarly vanished without trace along nearly yeah. the well, same. Yes, they, car-
1: they were carrying the same stuff. Yeah, they were carrying this metal ore, and they think it was basically it was denser than what the ship was designed to carry. Yeah, that's probably it could have led to it to its sinking. But and it's yeah,
0: gone. like we haven't found these ships, right? So that's well, what-, what it is
1: true about the Bermuda Triangle is it is one of in that area it is some of the um, deepest spots on earth so the underwater topography of that area right yeah it goes there like slopey and then it kind of just drops off so some of the deepest trenches in the world are found in that triangular triangle area that's why so many of the ships or planes they probably sink to these trenches they're never going to be found that's it yeah so that's another reason why you know they're going to say oh yeah it's it's atlantis
0: there's that's also the, uh, well, that's the Atlantis. We'll, we'll get into that. But because um, I figure we'll talk about some of the notable incidents and then we'll go back and be like, let's explain some of this to the best of our ability. But there was also the um, HMS Atlanta, right? Mm-hmm. Which, um, no, at, yeah, I think it was Atlanta or Atlanta. It was like spelled weirdly, but originally named HMS Juno. And it disappeared with their entire crew after sailing you know, from Royal Naval um, Dockyards in England. And it was presumed, same thing. That it kind of disappears in this area due to a powerful, powerful storm of, of some kind. But um, worldwide attention, this is like seven. I'm sorry, 1878. So this is even before the Cyclops, yeah, and they so never they, found yeah,
1: it. Again, ships are going to disappear. Ships vanish going through this area. That's going to happen. Yeah. So th- there are records of it happening ahead of time. And that's obviously what a lot of these pro Bermuda Triangle individuals, or whatever you want to call them, all right, or uh, support this theory that there's something going on there, are going to pull attention to. But the name Devil's Triangle, the name Bermuda's Triangle, really starts to catch attention in 1952, right? Mm-hmm. That's what you saw George Stan wrote an article in this like American Fate magazine, which mm-hmm. um, deals with paranormal, you know, pseudoscience, whatever you want to call it, and he wrote about incidents about um, about flight 19, which was a that training was a big flight deal. of yeah. yeah, it was a big deal. Uh, you had these five. Torpedo bombers planes all went missing during a routine training mission in 1945. They never returned. Some of the search parties that went looking for them also totally vanished. Right? Yeah, but even the article was entitled "See Mystery at Our Back Door" and it kind of hinted at paranormal in this area.
0: Yeah, an interesting thing as you mentioned is these. This is a training mission of these five airplanes, and supposedly they went in on this training mission, as you said, and then poof, we never again we never see them again. But the help they sent for them was a ship it was actually not they didn't send yeah. any more airplanes they sent a ship and that ship also disappeared in the same area within this supposed triangle and that's what this guy writes about yeah. and this so happens I in mean, 40 45
1: right 45 45 yeah, yeah. and then they're saying what comes out later on is that there was probably faulty um navigation mm-hmm. um like planning wise for the, for the planes anyway they ran out of gas or and compasses, and the
0: compasses might have malfunctioned. They and, saw that.
1: Yeah, and then the ship, they think it ran into a storm. Yep. But, fishy, fishy. That's no what happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you had 64. Vincent Gales also writes, he, he's the first one that writes about the Deadly Brunier Triangle, actually calls it that in the in a, a pulp magazine. And then it's the he was the first to define the boundaries of the triangle. He mentioned Flight 19, a bunch of other incidents of disappearances that all fall into this pattern of strange events. And then um m- became entitled book. The article led to a book and they named it Invisible Horizon. And that really talks about this premier triangle. That's really, I guess, pop culture-wise, part of like Americana was in the was in the 60s.
0: And you know, and, and they, in these books, they write about other incidents as well. I mean, you talk about there's at least three passenger planes that went down in within that area. Um and apparently as they were coming in, they were sending in uh, messages to Air Towers, that everything's going well, and then, again, disappeared.
1: And nothing, yeah.
0: This kind of becomes something that people start start talking about, specifically because it, it goes into, you know, pop culture at the time. Um, well, yeah, it becomes even
1: bigger than in the 70s, yeah. right? I'm sure you saw that, um, where they actually, um, there was a book that actually published and it sold over 200, um, twenty million copies, excuse me. A bunch of different it's made languages. it to a movie. Right. Yeah, made to a movie, Bermuda Triangle. I think they show on like you know Twilight Zone, all that type of stuff. And yep. that's when they, that's when it really becomes connecting to the paranormal, the Lost City of Atlantis. Um, then extraterrestrial, there's aliens there, right? That yep. sort of thing. So that's really when it, that starts to explode and it becomes like big time pop culture. And um, yep. then people are always wondering what's gone. That's when you can start seeing like you can go. I don't know if you fly through that area because my mom had a shirt of it. Like it says, "I survived the Bermuda Triangle." Yeah. <laughs> you got like a t-shirt. Like I was like, oh and I said kid, I was like, oh, I don't get it. I thought if you fly through it, you just like get sucked up. And they're like, my dad was like, No, that's no. not how it works. So <laughs>
0: stop reading science fiction. Um so. nonetheless, right? There's and a lot of other things sort of being once this came out, people sort of looking backwards and like attributing other disappearances other things, to that. Yeah. Like the Deering, um, Carol Deering, this was a freaky thing. It was a, it was an old ship from 1919. A uh, sail ship that was found aground and abandoned, actually, in North Carolina. And the in- FBI investigation, you couldn't figure it out, like, what happened to it. Because, I got there. yeah, the ship was found aground completely empty in North Carolina. Like, nobody there. And the idea was like, well, again, this was the first Red Scare. Some people are like, was it communist sabotage? Um, and others were like, no, like, this ship was clearly... Uh, it, you know, later on, as these books came out 30 years later, it was like this ship was definitely at the Bermuda Triangle and basically all the people that were on it disappeared and this ship just by itself made its way to North Carolina. Clearly not, you know, I, I mean, it,
1: it could be an explanation. Why not? Right. Well, they have. Yeah. I mean, you have a whole bunch of these natural explanations. Right. You're saying the compass variation we talked about, the yep. Gulf Stream is saying probably the most common one is, could be just human error in the area like you know a lot of times they say people get stubborn they believe that they can ride out a storm or something like that and it's not really going to happen and there's a, a lot of powerful violent weather a lot of um hurricanes and stuff in that part of the world that's also going to lead to you know just shipwrecks and things of that happening
0: well there's the other one the conamera uh four in 1955 same premise right the crew vanished they found this yacht yacht and um it survived at sea, apparently survived three hurricanes, but there was not a single crew member on board in 1950s. Uh, Same premise. They're like, "Mm, maybe because it came from there. And then Douglas DC three, there was an aircraft that um, was a flight from San Juan, Puerto Rico to Miami. 32 people on board never found um, the civic uh, civil aeronautics board investigation found that there was insufficient information. Although those planes are kind of not so reliable. Um, Yeah, I think they here. were also. They said they, they had
1: them like <laughs> operating at like the the limit of their like Capacity. abilities. Yeah, and the, yeah, they, they, they were, were kind of terrible. Like I I mean, pushing I wrote... them as, as as best they could. You know, yeah. kind of again, human error. Like you're you're pushing something yeah. to its brink, and then something can happen. Especially oh, you know in, in an area like that.
0: I um in the newest book I wrote, there's a plug, um, terror over Elizabeth. I wrote about airplane crashes, and one of the airplane crashes that happened around this very same time, actually, within two years over in new jersey was um a dc3 plane and it was referred to as flying coffin because apparently crashed so much so uh, that might have something to do with it right imagine getting on that that, plane yeah
1: (laughs) the flying coffin Yeah, it's definitely a plane you (laughs) want to you want to jump on board nice
0: all right so let's um let's talk about some natural explanations here and then maybe we'll talk about some you know, we'll talk about natural and then paranormal. I mean, we, which one do you want to hit up first? And then I'm thinking I think we kind of
1: talked. We talked about some of the natural ones, right? I guess let's get to some of the. uh
0: Well, we did uh, mention compass variations, right? Because of the magnetic Compass. Pulse. We talked
1: about the weather, human error, right? There was one other. There was one other one that I saw a lot, which was um something. Well, to the do with Gulf the Stream was kind of cool. The Gulf Stream, yeah. Well, I, I, we mentioned that briefly, but if you want to, yeah. I basically saying that.
0: I just it, just because I found it fascinating looking into it. It's basically a surface current that's driven by this circulation that originates in the Gulf of Mexico. So, it, as it kind of builds up in the Gulf of Mexico, it then flows out of the Gulf back into the Atlantic Ocean uh, through like the Straits of Florida, and essentially is described as like a river within an ocean. And it like just yeah, push carries things, yeah. floating objects, right? Oftentimes, this leads to a lot of different ships having issues, having trouble because of how quickly this current carries them and they said that this happens right through this supposed bermuda triangle which i thought was kind of cool yeah paranormal there's some cool ones in here i I guess we could talk one of natural one one
1: that i think um is interesting is the um the methane hydrates did you see these nope it's this form of natural gas right there's a lot of in that area and it creates these um because of the continental shells and stuff in the area and they did actually these experiments carried out in australia have proven that um if this happens, it can actually they've done it on scale models, and I believe it can probably happen on a large level too. It changes the destiny of the water. They call them it's like mud volcanoes. You have these methane eruptions, mm-hmm. and it produces this like frothy water, and the water is no longer capable of like allowing the ships to be buoyant. Okay. So in this case, if this happens in, in like a really large area, and the ship is stuck in it, it's just going to drop. It's just going to sink very rapidly and without warning. Like I said, they've done this in the laboratory. They haven't actually seen it happen naturally. All right, but they know it can based on the levels and stuff like that. So that anything that like would, anything that was floating on it is no longer buoyant because the water doesn't support it anymore because of all this like froth and the gas, and it just drops. Wow! So that would that's be something, cool. you know. But then that kind of goes into paranormal because then people also say, well, yeah, that's because that's like a Atlantean defense. All right, so yeah, mechanism. let's get into it because that's a big so, one. Yeah,
0: the mythical lost continent of Atlantis. Um, yeah, why not? Go ahead. All right, so. A lot so of it has to
1: do with the flat earth, right? I think so right? Right?
0: that is in there. Um, so, a lot of the supernatural concepts kind of exp- that try to explain these events look into plethora of different things, but a lot of them kind of tie back to this mythical lost continent, right, of Atlantis. And the story is actually connected through the submerged rock formation that was found called the Bim- Bimini Road, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Bimini Road, right? Um, I think so. Or the Bimini Wall. It's basically an underwater rock formation near North Bimini Island on the Bahamas. And the road Yeah. And it consists of about like half a mile long northeast southwest linear feature, right? Uh, Rectangular, sub kind of rectangular limestone blocks. And people believe that that is proof that that road, this Bimini Road in the Bahamas, was the location of this mythical city of Atlantis. And therefore the idea is that what's happening at the Bermuda triangle is you're actually above the sunken Atlantis so therefore there was like that you know supernatural stuff or, going on yeah right um what else do you have in there
1: well you have the, well we have obviously everything, if we talk about Atlantis you have the idea that it's a hotbed for um aliens
0: yeah I did see that yeah. one something UFO related special- right
1: extraterrestrial area over there that it's like a um well, a whole bunch of things it's like a meeting point or that it's just a spot because again they tie that in with atlantis also being like well the aliens are visiting atlantis because they they used to visit atlantis where it was above the water so they're still going to, to atlantis under the water right all the other yeah. stuff and because you know they said if you look up this it, it does have a, a very high um rate in that area they said of reported ufos you're just unidentified you know flying objects and stuff like that but yep. A Watch new, if you read up little, on it. Little Green Men there, but that's a yeah. big thing you're seeing there too. Then you have no. – Oh, go, ahead, go ahead with that. No, one.
0: so I'm saying I've, I've, heard, I've read everything from like sea monsters, time warps, I mean, reverse time gravity warps, fields.
1: There's the idea that it's transporting people to in like another dimension. When you're flying through that, you're going to an alternate reality. It's like a ripple in time type of thing.
0: What was that movie, uh, the Pearl Harbor movie, where they get sucked into – The Philadelphia the
1: Experiment, right, or something like that? No,
0: they get sucked – it wasn't that. They get sucked into – maybe – they get sucked into the Bermuda Triangle and they come out like on the eve of Pearl Harbor with the yeah. United no, I think States. it's like
1: the Philadelphia.
0: Oh, that was quite a movie. That's and they're funny. like, there's that big dilemma like, will they change the course of history or not? Because they have, you know, obviously modern, you know, weapons on this. Yeah, landscape. and they have the knowledge. What do you do? Oh, man. I actually like that movie. That was a pretty cool movie. One of those like Saturday morning Channel 11 movies. Yeah, it was just there. Yeah, threw it together.
1: All I didn't right, have some so, actors. though. anyway,
0: it did. It did. From what I remember, I, I think one of the Sheens was in there. I might have been the yeah. father.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think you're right.
0: Bermuda Triangle. Just so we're on the same page. Although it does have all these storms and all that stuff. United States Coast Guard basically says it is not by any means any more hazardous of a place than any other place in the world when it comes to oceans. And they also said that in review and this is quoting US Coast Guard in a review of many aircraft and vessel losses in the area over the th- years there has been nothing discovered that would indicate the casualties were the result of anything other than physical causes. No yeah, they, extraordinary factors. Have there's been, been a whole
1: bunch of different like reports and I think one came out even 2013 saying that yeah like a lot of these reports were probably um like, they report a lot of missing vessels, but then they didn't report if any of the vessels were found, like, as far as, like, they did come back to port and mm-hmm. okay, and stuff like that, that um, there were a lot of references where they said, oh, this person died when actually, no, they didn't. Yeah. Um, that a lot of times they said there wasn't a storm, it was clear weather, that's not true. Like, even Flight 19 with those Avengers, they said that, you know, it was, a, it was a clear day, and if you look back at the flight conditions, no, it wasn't. They said the weather was actually very bad, and there were 49-foot waves going on in that area, re- reported.
0: Jeez, so like magic 49, 49 foot waves
1: yeah they like the, so there was a lot of crazy weather and stuff like that going on oh my there god actually, yeah, i can um, imagine yeah so they have all of these they have all of these things you have people that you know will go down there and 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 look for scuba divers that go in that general area and they say that like, it's all normal down there there's nothing different there's no atlantis down there there's no ufos and stuff like that so you know hmm. that's just some of the things that are out there but um Yeah, they've actually come out and said it's basically just a modern day myth, right? Kind of like a lot of the authors wrote about it, kind of became sensationalized. Um, You know, there were these tragedies there. People definitely died there, but it's not any more than what there is anywhere else in the world where you're having this, like, basically, because you said before, Pete, it's just like a ship, a lot of shipping lanes. There's a lot of stuff going on there. Absolutely. Kind of, kind of, kind of is a little bit depressing. I remember this was like this big deal when I was growing up. I remember being like a little obsessed with the Bermuda Triangle to a certain degree, like, (laughs) fear wise. And now I'm like, oh, there's really like nothing there. And whatsoever. now you're like,
0: dang it, it's only gonna be like a 25 minute podcast episode. <laughs> yeah, it's like the extent of what
1: I can do for <laughs> like, this. My my childhood um, fears.
0: <laughs> the um you know, and, and also why it's actually been in your childhood fears. If you start looking at Bermuda Triangle through pop culture, you know, I started looking it up, and I mean, especially in the 70s when his sixties and seventies when his book came out, and this that was when it was the biggest thing. Although we weren't born yet, I guess it transferred over to the 80s. But Fleetwood Max, um, Bermuda Triangle, 1974, that's right, their uh, ninth album um, has a song that's that's called Bermuda Triangle. Then you have Barry Manilow saying Bermuda Triangle, uh, it was apparently a big hit in Europe. Um, it, at one point, it goes like, if you go to like Bermuda Triangle with your lady, she might disappear with another dude. And, you know, like, okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, there was an ABC TV movie um, starring Kim Novak as the sole survivor that was found aboard this like spooky ship that apparently came from um, the Bermuda Triangle. Then you have Airport seventy seven, a disaster movie from the seventies. There's a lot of disaster movies from. This. You know we should do a podcast. Yeah, that's like what they, that's what they on disaster movies yeah, like from the nineteen
1: seventies: earthquake, The towering inferno, all those
0: yeah, types. Poseidon Adventure. I mean, jeez. This one had, a Airport 77 had, like, Jimmy Stewart, Jack Lemmon, Christopher Lee, Olivia De, I mean, there's... Like, I look into this, like, everyone's in this movie. And then, actually, a lot of these disaster movies had everyone in them. <laughs>
1: yeah, so they did it, like, an ensemble cast, yeah.
0: Crazy. Um, then you have the Bermuda Triangle Game by Milton Bradley in 1974. <laughs> uh, yeah, board you move, like, plastic children. ships. I know. You move, like, plastic ships across the board um, in, like, this, like, f- fog cloud. Yeah. Um, it's basically it's like you try your best not to follow up everyone's voyage. It's it's pretty interesting. Um, but apparently, it has really cool game art like on the box, so I need to look into this. But just to show you how like big this was, and even so, this makes sense. Bermuda Triangle game for Atari Twenty Six Hundred from nineteen eighty two, and it says like the premise is that ben- beneath the Bermuda Triangle lies a lost city filled with treasures that you and your trusty mini sub must gather to bring to surface. But you have to be aware of, like, the giant squid and apparently, like, the hungry shark and explosive and, like, rival ships and, you know, everything else. But crazy. And then there was a Scooby-Doo episode, the Creepy Tanker oh, sure in the Scooby Bermuda Man, All those
1: shows had episodes and stuff like that, I remember. So. Like, something going through there and things like that. And- but
0: that makes sense, Tom like, Brooks why we stuff. are so, like, why we remember it as being so, like, mysterious. Because yeah, of, yeah, we were kids Atari we're and Scooby-Doo, man. And even Wonder Woman. Pop culture. And then There's that was it. Wonder Woman show. Yeah. Bermuda Triangle Crisis,
1: 1977. Anyway, that's all I got. Do it. Um, well, what do you think? Do you think it's just a bunch of... Uh, Folklore and just you know modern day myths, or you think there's something to it? You think there's aliens there? I know you know you think the world is flat. So um...
0: yeah, I totally think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't
1: know. I just threw it out there, guys. I'm sorry.
0: I know. Seriously, I'm going to totally
1: destroy your <laughs> your, uh, your 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 author career now.
0: My credibility here. What are you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, he He's not a flat, flat earther. He
1: is not a flat earther. <laughs> is that a thing? Are people he called just flat believe, he just believes in, he just believes in Bigfoot? That's all.
0: Wait, hold up. Um, there's people. There's a term like flat earthers.
1: You never heard of flat earthers before? No one yeah. can believe that. Yes, there are a lot of people we're going to get. You you know, if you don't edit this out of the podcast, there are going to be people that are going to email us about it. You think? (laughs) Yeah.
0: I mean, I didn't know there's people. I mean, then again, there's people that believe the Holocaust never happened and they exist. So I guess people believe anything. You're right. I guess someone that believes that Earth is flat. Maybe that's that's a thing, too. Well, I'm not one of those people. Just just saying. Just throwing that out there. Um, and you've trained thought, bro. You just totally killed it. I forgot what I was going to say. And you weren't paying attention either because you just wanted to get your pun in. See? So you you, don't even, you can't even remember. No, I was you paying I was.
1: attention. Or, or you said, is there anything else? I was asking you if you believe. Oh, Where see? That's, it? that's
0: all right. Cool, cool, cool. All right. So the answer is, I don't know. I don't really think about it that much. I mean, I think there's a lot of mysterious things in this world that cannot really be explained with logic. And therefore, because of that, they kind of breed some supernatural explanations but i'm not here to judge if someone believes people want to know they
1: want and people want to know like the answer you know what i mean like they want to know all right what happened what happened what happened and you know there's the answer to some of these things you're just not going to know like if you weren't there you're just you know it's one of those mysteries that like you're just not gonna know these ships you know there's weather patterns there's whoever knows what else going on you know the aliens or atlantis is a bit far-fetched obviously right
0: well that's it guys for our short podcast on the bermuda triangle So uh, thank you once more for tuning in every week. We appreciate it. If you need to find us, you can find us at www.historyteacherstalkingpodcast.com. Please feel free to leave, leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We do greatly appreciate those. And I hope you guys have an amazing week. See you next week. Stay safe, everybody. Hope everyone enjoyed our podcast, and if you would like to email us, you can do so at historyteacherspodcast at gmail.com. The Battle of Waterloo was one of the most famous turning points in world history. But what happened next? My name's David Montgomery, and I'm the host of The SIECLA, a history podcast that tackles exactly that. Join me as I cover France's overlooked century in between Napoleon and World War I. The Siecla, spelled S-I-E-C-L-E, is part of the Evergreen Podcast Network and can be found wherever you get podcasts.